This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause, please, for Carl Bullock Season 4. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Yes. We, uh, people told me an entire marching band might be too much. I said, no, I, we are sparing no expense. Please, but that is, that's quite enough at this point. Welcome, one and all, to Carl Pulling Season 4. What a beautiful, what a beautiful sentiment. Uh, Hunter, let's ask the British, what do they think about it? A blessing, a blessing from the Lord. God be praised. I couldn't have said it better myself. Wow. Thank you so much for joining us for our fourth season. We have so many fun things in store for you, and we're so excited right off the bat. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a appeal. I've been making it all over social media. My new marketing manager is it's as if uh, he had a custom built saddle for me because he's been riding me hard about about marketing. So here it is. You <laughs> ready? That's what his job is. That's crazy. That's, uh, I'm and I'm paying him to do it in theory. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> guys. Right off the bat, we are going to talk today about the mass shooting in in uh, Tennessee that happened in Nashville. We'll get into all of the facts on the ground, the analysis, and the media response. But before that, this is Carpooling, Carpooling Season 4, where the podcast that will get you fired uh, because we say things that are true, but very unpalatable, and that's that's why you're here. Uh, right away, you can follow us at Carl Pooling on Twitter or at Carl Pooling on Instagram. Follow me at Chris X Carl Hunters at Emotional Carl, and uh, we are asking, we're we're pushing you all as we are going to expand and grow and offer some new types of experiences, types of coral pooling opportunities in 2023. We're asking everybody to uh, come join us on that journey. Follow us on our social media accounts, please. And also, also uh, rate and review the show on all of the podcast apps. Seriously, just pause it, go do it right now, especially if you're driving some of my favorite reviews, you know, we started doing this podcast while Hunter was driving. Yeah. And some of the most catastrophically good reviews are written while you're behind the wheel. So <laughs> let no seatbelt or, or hands on the wheel law stop you. Uh, pause right now. Go write a review and leave us a rating and then come back and enjoy the rest of the episode. If you listen to the episode without leaving me a review... You will be cursed. You'll have seven years of bad herpes. It's it's not a luck curse. It's just straight to herpes, which is some <laughs> of the worst luck you can get. Yeah, that's so, that's quite the jump. It's just yeah, like, in our in our market testing, we were just finding that bad luck was too generic yeah. to really put the fear into people. So so it, it was a lot better to give them a specific bad outcome. Yeah, it's like, hey, I, I, am I just gonna trip a little bit? Because yeah. that's not so bad. I kind of already do that. Um. Oh, herpes. Oh, that's okay. way worse than tripping. That's way worse than tripping. How, why didn't you start with that? And then we're like, especially. Do see? you mean physically tripping or like? Oh, LSD shroom tripping. Well, I, I definitely meant physically tripping. You know, gotcha. That makes sense for you. <laughs> uh, 
Hunter, how have you been? Uh, how's how's your week been? Any interesting anecdotes to regale us with before we jump into all the work that we have to do today? Oh, dude, so many anecdotes. Uh, oh, just pick one. Sh- sure. I went on a walk yesterday. That was all fun. right. Anecdote time over, Hunter. Right. Great section. We've got Great so segment. much to talk to. <laughs> Could you please? Uh, as is as is our birthright, deliver unto us your humble audience the roadkill. Yeah. And can I just say I have high expectations for this because I have like seven stories in reserve. Yeah. For roadkill, so I'm I what I'm just saying the pressure is on that you did this correctly. I sent you a picture. Libs of TikTok just bumped into AOC at the Capitol. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Your favorite uh, lady who just finds pictures uh, and videos that people put on the internet and reposts them and everyone hates her for pressing the retweet button met your favorite congresswoman, AOC, and boy howdy, is it a spicy video. Uh, AOC it is a spicy video. This video is hilarious. <laughs> it's and, great. And AOC just comes off like the cringiest little troll demon yeah. that a person could possibly be. Do you have the transcript handy? I I am the transcript, I oh, think, okay. is what I say. <laughs> so she sa- she has her little arm around AOC, and she's like, hey, I just want to let you know that I sent your office a cease and desist warning. And AOC goes, oh, I know exactly who you are. You're a horrible transphobic person, and I never want to share space with you again. Bye! And then smiles real pretty to the camera. It is, it is like, so great. <laughs> it, it I never want to share cock. a space with you again. Well, Hunter, be careful. Yeah. To maybe maybe power up your cockle cooler because <laughs> you don't want your cockles to reach an emulating an emulating degree. Fair enough. Um, it's so I I've never been offended by someone and said I never want to share space with you again. Oh wow! What a what a goofy thing to what, what a goofy desire. Yeah. To to not breathe the same air or something. Does that's a uh, that's wild to me. Does it not read to you that she was like re- like. Like she, she's Panicked. really embarrassed, right? Yeah. That she got caught talking to the enemy, so to speak, and was like trying to say something where, like, even if this gets posted somewhere else, people will kn- will know that she did it, you know, not sincerely or something like that. Like, it, I, that's how that all read to me. I don't know if it read different to you or not, but for for well, yeah, it looked like she definitely wanted to make a soundbite because she's always being a charlatan. Yeah, but it also looked to me like she was very afraid of actually talking to yeah lot i well, think she just she had her arm around her like i mean like yeah. they were smiling at the camera like it Which, when i first saw that still image i thought that we were curing racism right there and right? by racism i mean all the racisms you know sure yeah why this not is like 11 now <laughs> but i thought we were building bridges here in 2023 i thought we were bringing folks together and then turns out no aoc is just kind of dumb mm. Mm. What's Lips of Tech Talk's actual name? It's impossible to say. I I know her first name's Chaya. I can't. I, I Chaya Rachik. Chaya Rachik. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's great. Yeah, she's great. She's taller than AOC, which I wouldn't have expected. Um, I would have. I thought Chaya to me just sounds. I guess it's like child. I thought she was like. I thought she was a dwarf. It sounds to me like a California girl saying Chai. Chaya latte? Oh, chaya latte. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that. Yeah, I you're with me that. now. You're with me now. Um, I always, whenever I find a celebrity I like, I immediately look up their height. So it was no surprise to me that she was indeed taller. Um, well, that's normal, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it's fine. Sure. Uh, Hunter, let's before <laughs> <laughs> and their birthday. <laughs> Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> Go. How tall is Vigo, Hunter? I have no clue. I was lying. It was a bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't great. commit that hard. I'm very sorry. I thought you had, might have prearranged this with the computer, but turns out you're both just not funny, which I expect <laughs> from a computer because it's a computer, but I don't expect from you. My bad. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about one other story before we get into before we get into Nashville here. Yeah. Uh Donald Trump is getting arrested. Isn't that going to be next week's show? Like, like I, I don't I, know. We just have to at least acknowledge that it's happening. Okay. Um, 
And usually, you, when you think of presidents, you think th- they get arrested for wiretapping the opposition mm-hmm. or for engaging in insider trading. But mm-hmm. no, Donald Trump is catching the most hip hop charge of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so annoying about this is for this is stealing money to sleep with a porn star. But but like, here's the thing: it, they're just they're saying it was a campaign finance expense that wasn't reported as a campaign finance expense. Like that, that appears to be the crime. It's like, right. It, 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 if, if money comes from bucket A or bucket B, does it matter? Like, who cares? It, you know, it was like, oh, well, I transferred money from bucket A into bucket B, so it's fine. Like, I, it's the most nonsensical problem I think I've ever heard in my life, but what do I? All know? the presidents in recent history have been accused and, and rightfully shown to have violated campaign finance law. Right. The idea that we're actually going to. We're going to convict Trump of a felony over it. It's just goofy. It seems impossible that you couldn't. Like, with that many transactions happening, something's not going to go perfectly right. And, okay, we'll fix it in post. You know, like... Well, and it's great that we catch stuff like that because we can be like, okay, here's how how fine the sieve is, right? Yes. Which is great. But at the same time, this is a payment that I imagine Trump has made, would make, will make again anyhow. So... It's going to be really hard to pin him on this. Uh, I'll say my personal thought on this is that the media and the Democrats, but again, I repeat myself, are pushing this narrative and pushing for this conviction so hard, uh, that, or not really a conviction, but this indictment so hard because they know that this will increase the chances that he wins the, the primaries. Mm. And they want him to win the primaries because he's a loser. Um, he had already lost to Biden. Yeah. So... Let me just say, repeat this ad infinitum. Don't do what the enemy wants you to do. If if you're playing chess and you can tell that your opponent wants you to make a certain move on the chessboard, do it. Take yeah, just immediately do it, and then flip the chessboard and try and stick <laughs> two pawns through each one of their eye sockets for trying to trick you. That's right. Uh, no. You you take a step back and you look around and you go, ah, uh, are there any threats I haven't analyzed? Is there a series and a string of motives that I have not caught on to yet? Mm. Uh, I would say that this is all bait and uh, like obedient little Republicans, everyone's going to take it, I think, mm. unfortunately. Mm. So, mm. Hunter, any more thoughts on, on Trump <laughs> catching the... I'm the coolest s- charge of all time. So looking forward to the uh, to the mug shots. Like bam, I'm probably like bam, gonna bam, buy that t shirt. You know what bam, I mean? Bam, 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 like it, yeah, that's gonna become the too. most famous. If nothing happens with this, it's probably gonna be the most famous mug shot in the history of the world. Like I mean, it's it's insane that we might get that. What's uh, the most famous mug shot right now? Uh, I would say it's gotta be. It's got to be uh, what's his bucket? Charlie Blue Sheen. Charlie? No, not Charlie Sheen. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, duh. Yeah. Frank, thank you, Frank, Frank Sinatra. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, yeah. He was. Which that one? was a flash <laughs> in the pan. Tiger blood for about thirty seconds, but whatever. Yeah. Um. Okay. Speaking about uh, mug shots that will never be taken. Yikes. Let's jump into the the shooting our main story this week the shooting in nashville Mm. so we've had another school shooting another mass shooting uh all the usual players come to play there is one there's one element of this shooting though that deserves special attention and that is that the shooter was a straight white protestant male hunter Mm. yeah in fact rumors that the shooter he was even raised in a going to a a conservative christian school so it's really just the same thing over and over again (laughs) you you get a white dude just a totally normal white dude who's into women yeah and send him to a christian school and uh it's basically a factory for this type of thing yeah, not quite. Um, you know, first thing first in all of this is just how much my heart breaks for the p- 
people who have lost family members, the people who have lost their children. Uh, is a pastor or something up there lost a nine-year-old daughter? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine trying to be a pastor of a church when you lose your child that young. I mean, it's just heartbreaking. And yeah, all of this has there, happened thanks there to— There were six, six victims, hunters. Yep. Evelyn, and I, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Yeah. Ha- Haley Scruggs, yeah. William Kenny were three nine-year-olds, three students that were killed. And then there were three uh, individuals over the age of 60 that were teachers or administrators at the school as Catherine Kuntz, Cynthia Peake, and Mike Hill. So uh, uh, the the first, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Um, uh, And not that it's easy to lose a loved one at any time, but especially to the parents of those nine-year-old children. I mean, that's Mm. just, that's just a horrible, uh, this is the worst thing you can imagine. So, our, we I, we I, do have them in our thoughts and in our prayers, and that does matter mm-hmm. because God is real, and uh, He's real to those those families that are raising their children in a Christian school up in Nashville, and He's real to us. And so, mm-hmm. um, save save your consternation about that. Media forces they know what we mean, and we know we know what they mean as far as that's concerned. So we, we, uh, the huge amount of sympathy for the children. The, this is one of those things that is bound to happen because the days are evil and we're not going to get away from that fact. Bad people are going to do bad things when they find themselves with the opportunity in a variety of circumstances. And that Mm -hmm. includes murder. And that's, that's, unfortunately endemic to the fallen human condition there's not much we can do about that um other than tell the truth stand up straight be brave when we see it and and love on the people who are left behind so yeah uh, of course of course we start there yeah but there's a lot there there are some there there's some stuff worth analyzing about this shooting too because um because i lied a little bit Earlier. A little bit. You did lie a little bit. Uh, but I lied in a predi- media predictable way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here's the interesting angle to this shooting. The The shooter was originally identified as a woman, mm-hmm. correctly identified as a woman, I might say. And turns out that this individual is trans they they fancy themselves a trans man mm. so that is to say that she was born a bio a biological woman and then she attempted to to uh transition to be a man now hunter and i were discussing before the show what what pronouns we were going to use for the shooter of course we're not going to name the shooter uh because uh, every time that you say someone's name when they're in hell, they get ha- one half second of air conditioning, and we would hate for that to happen. So, so we won't mention it yeah. uh, just to keep, let the good times heat up down there. But uh, we were discussing, you know, do there's a LinkedIn profile apparently that that has he him biologically. Uh, obviously it's a woman, so we were going to go with she, her, and I think Hunter and I have just decided that to, we're going to go with was, were pronouns okay. for for the the shooter in this case because um, her clogs were timely popped by some heroes from the Nashville PD, so we'll get into that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was just was where we'll settle on that just a, a compromise there hopefully everyone can <laughs> everyone can can uh get behind that it's tolerance hunter we've season four we're look, the season Carl, of tolerance <laughs> the yeah. season of tolerance here at, at carl Fulink. yeah um it seems like the least important thing that we should be concerned about you know when someone murders children is how they identified and thought of themselves you know yeah who cares i don't care what you identified as you're a piece of human yeah. refuse i identify you as a murderer at that point yeah <laughs> and you know i don't have a lot of respect for murderers and mass killers and things of that nature uh you know not well, not a lot of sympathy stance. um what'd you say i said bold stance but bold okay stance. yeah yeah i know yeah no it's it's been such a treat watching the media bend over backwards 
in their different narratives, but one of the first ones was making a big deal about properly gen- gendering this uh, ex-trans murderer. Yeah. And it's so crazy to me because if, if the argument is that using someone's gendered pronoun, their, their chosen pronoun is a matter of politeness. Mm-hmm. Uh, then did we not just abolish all polite? Like, why is why is all politeness not thrown out the window? Yeah. This is a this is a coward and a pig mm. who slaughtered innocent nine year olds because they were sad, and we can't hold that person in contempt. Like mm. as a species, or at least as a country, right. you won't join me in holding this person in contempt. And that does not mean that every trans person is responsible for this shooting aha (laughs) now we've actually seen why they can't do it and and we'll talk about this more later i'm sure but but if you think me saying that a trans woman a a biological woman a transsexual biological woman walked into a christian school and targeted nine-year-olds and murdered them if you think that that is a condemnation on the entire trans community and i'm somehow trying to call all trans people murderers or complicit in murder uh, might i suggest that's a weakness of your own f- deeply flawed ideological framework because that's not how normal people behave it, it's not a condemnation of the entire trans community it is a condemnation of this trans person and if you uh, but but the problem is that we we live in a society and uh, a clown car country that decides that everybody has to be either an oppressor or oppressed. So when somebody who is wearing the uniform of the oppressed comes in and murders all nine-year-olds, we all we still have a hard time going, okay, that was an oppressor. That was the bad guy. So we have to be kind to the he, him, LinkedIn pronouns. I say was, were, or burn in hell and burn in hell self. Yeah. <laughs> That is that that's a spicy that's a spicy pronoun right there more ways than one. <laughs> Listen, um try it off for size, you never know. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh no, it, this is the thing that's been in difficult to express um is how how little that seems to matter, right? Um and because the, the facts on the ground are a trans person, someone who identified as as trans, shot up at a shot children at a Christian school. Um, you can understand why, from any political side, why just that headline right there is a little unpalatable, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because any you know you you say that, and then you're going to get a range of reactions, and one of those reactions that you'll get some amount of the time is people saying, "See, I knew they were coming to get us." Right, like right, that, right. that's it's not none, right? You get that reaction some of the time, um, but it's so interesting to see where the media, depending on where you consume it from, chooses to either obfuscate the narrative and the really obfuscate the facts based on the groups they're trying to protect, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing that just continues to boggle my mind is. To say the statement of what happened here, you know, shouldn't cause anyone heartburn or consternation if we lived in a society that could have two thoughts at once. And we don't. We live in a society that can have one thought at once. Or like half a thought at once. Right. Every event that happens is the story, the narrative, and TM, TM, TM. It's it's what is the only thing that can happen. It's like, no, this is a data point. This is Mm -hmm. one person who did a thing. And it's terrible and it's bad, but it's not a condemnation on everybody, right? And it's not a condemnation, and it's not saying that the victims are necessarily always in the right either, right? It's just to simply state the facts of what's happened here. And so, what I mean by the victims is whatever the victim class is, right? If it was Christians, it's not that Christians are always, you know, perfect, sinless, and spotless. There's plenty of Christians who do things that I abhor as well, right? Because normal human beings don't associate 
victimhood with moral superiority because we don't have a brain rotting illness called wokeism <laughs> right truly i mean like the the idea that christians as a community are have been victimized once now and so that means that all of their actions are retroactively exonerated is just it's a ridiculous contention mm, mm -hmm. but this is this is the same so there's two different types of articles that are being written on this yeah um should we talk about should we talk about what actually happened first and then yeah that and then like go into idea. the meet okay i mean so i feel just, like everybody has a pretty good handle on it but i feel like to yeah. touch on it is a good idea jamie pull up the names of the two officers while i'm talking here um because one of them i cannot pronounce so the the two the the shooter Pulled up to this Christian school in Nashville. It's a church with a school attached to it, uh, effectively, is what I understood. Uh, Covenant School campus. And they were armed with three weapons. They were armed with what looked to be an AR pistol chambered in 9mm, a, a Caltech 2K, which is very funny if you know anything about guns. Um, that's just the biggest, the biggest meme poser weapon of all time. And then a nine millimeter handgun. So all three guns chambered in nine millimeter, which is important actually as, cause what's going to derive from this is a discussion about gun control. Um, because obviously we can't talk about racism in this case. So we're gonna, and we definitely can't talk about, about sexual identity relationships that'll be totally verboten by the media so we're gonna have to talk about gun control and so w joe biden came out on the podium after hitting on a child and making a joke about coming downstairs to give a press release on dead kids in nashville because he heard there was going to be free ice cream there which was very off-putting even for somebody that's completely lost their mind uh he mentioned that the shooter was armed with two AK-47s. Now, as we all know, an AK-47 <laughs> shoots 7.62 by 39 millimeter, an actual rifle cartridge. The Let's say the most realistic weapon, carbine-style weapon that this person had on them was a 9 millimeter AR pistol. So, likely um, a sub... Quite possibly a subsonic round, um, but a pistol round... Uh, nonetheless definitely not an ak-47 you moron the other weapon caltech 2k is a total joke it is one of the worst it is I, I will just say it's probably the worst commercially available carbine um other than something that you you know a fud gun that you screw up yourself and then a nine millimeter handgun so once again this is a shooting that is performed not with what we would call an assault rifle but uh, assault style let's say or you could say they had they had the modern furniture mm. on pistol cartridge carbines that's what really this shooter was armed with mm. they shot their way through an entrance on the first floor of the school the busting out the glass and then uh, might i say very clumsily ambling their way inside yeah. scratching their head on the top the the crossbar as it appeared and then finding their way to the second floor and uh in the meantime it, and of course i haven't i haven't heard this for sure but i believe one of the victims evelyn was actually shot pulling the fire alarm that might still that might be specious yeah um you know gonna try not to to deal in in um, let's say folk tales at this point. Yeah. But but it appears that that might be the case. And then shot the other the other uh, five victims as the cops were rolling in. So cops were in the, on the scene within seconds. In fact, the killer had texted one of her friends that she was about to do something bad. Um, and sixty seconds later, the shooting started in the school. I mean, it happened immediately. Mm -hmm. The cops were on the scene within a matter of minutes. And uh, unlike certain other agencies in certain southerner parts of the <laughs> United States, they went right to work. 
They looked super professional. That, in fact, the Nashville Police Department's response has been almost immaculate. They they got in, used excellent breach tactics and and clean clean tactics to uh, locate the threat and eliminated it immediately. And, and to the joy of I think anybody who heard about the incident or was watching folded this piece of human debris like an old towel mm. just immediately it was it was great to watch and in addition to that uh they immediately afterwards released their body cam footage they released surveillance footage from the school really the only place where i think they might get one tick in the grade book right now is they have not yet managed to release the manifesto or spoken clearly about the shooter's explanation for this for this crime, which I think is a matter of public interest at this point and is relevant, and they should do that uh, to maintain the high level of trust that the people currently feel in the Nashville Police Department. But those are kind of the facts on the ground. And, Jamie, what are the names of those officers? Michael Calazzo and Rex Engelbert. Gotcha. Yeah, and I think Michael was on. Michael was on the rifle that actually made first contact. Yep. And then the additional officer um, spread the threat out thin once it had already been laid gently to the ground. Mm. So, anyway. Yeah, it's a very surreal video because you see uh, these officers come into this building, and on their left hand side, as they're going down the hallway, it's cubbies. You know, it's they're they're three foot tall little places where the kids have their book bags and stuff. I mean, they come up to the officers belly buttons as they're walking down the hall, you know, and it's just like this is not the place these people are supposed to be at. But Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, one of the things that makes this video that makes it so compelling is how well trained the officers are. They're using very simple phrases like you know, breach, breach, clear, clear, whatever they're, whenever they go into a room, they are touching each other on the back. So they don't have to look behind themselves. You know, they could, they have a very clear way that they're communicating with each other. You know, I need one on me. They're moving together. I mean, it's, it's impressive. And then the most impressive thing is when they're, when they're shooting, when they hear shooting and it's not them, the officers run, they run towards the shooting, which, is what you're told you're supposed to do, but it's one thing to see people actually carry that out. Um, they go directly to this person, they eliminate the threat, and it tells you something that your culture today doesn't like to talk about. You need men to protect you, yeah. right? You need well-trained, disciplined men to protect you because when that call goes out to 911, you need someone there on site who can dis- who can eliminate this threat within minutes, right? Not 15 minutes, you know, some a call One gone minute. less than 20 minutes, right? This, this person's been eliminated. And it just goes to show how every time you denigrate that part of the masculine identity, that part of, you know, that men are just competitive and mean and are always hurting and always competing, every time you tick and break away at that, you tick at the psyche and the personality that perform that performs this guardianship for our country. And it's mm. sickening because you can see it displayed so clearly and powerfully in front of you. And you want to belittle that and call it names. And it's sure there are bad aspects to it. Absolutely. But we should be praising these men. We should be giving these men medals. And you haven't seen a whole lot except people saying, wow, that's a really good video. You know, yeah, it's just interesting yeah, to no. think through. So so let's give them uh, let's give them the highest honors that this show can bestow Hunter and and luckily all the police are here with us today I mean I'm sure that's yeah. that's a, a fairly cheap consolation but the the department itself did a fantastic job it was actually Engelbert that was on the AR and then Colazzo that that did the final the the final cleanup with the smoke wagon 9 mm-hmm. millimeter. so Let's. Uh, I mean, I don't know that we've given out this award before. Of course, we've discussed it at great length, Hunter. Its name is very prestigious and quite long. Um, but we should award these two officers in specific the Carl Pulling Medal of Extreme Bravery and Unmitigated Badassness. Oh, yeah. I forgot we had that award lying around. Let me... Yeah. 
Here it is. No, no problem. Let's begin the ceremony. <laughs> I, I, I forgot the song. You'll have to... Never mind. <laughs> I'm remembering it very well. I love how it pauses and comes back <laughs> Okay, yeah. we're probably definitely going to get struck for that. Yeah, no doubt. But you know what? I'm not particularly sure on how to stop it. <laughs> we're here now. All right, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. But congrats. Thank you for serving your country. Yeah, th- thank you. And and this is, this is look, you said it very well, Hunter. This is, t- this is toxic masculinity, as they like to call it, aligned at the proper, the proper targets. Yep, exactly. Uh, in this case, notably, a room temperature transsexual shooter, and the, which is often the proper target. Not listen. I said the word shooter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, remember that. Okay, very important. Yeah, that's the key um, word in that sentence. Most people would say. <laughs> and, and you know, for the kids that for for the many many children that lived because of the efforts of of this entire Nashville Police Department. You yeah. know what was cool about that video too is is you saw a bunch of people show up in uniform, mm-hmm. but there's a bunch of people who showed up in jeans. Yeah. Um, and what that that's some jump out boys. Those, yep. those folks were just in the area or they're a part of a special unit. But but more than likely they just got the call and responded. Yep. Um in fact, you keep you'll hear in the video they keep talking about the guy in the blue shirt and they keep saying LPVO, which is low powered variable optic, which by the way, for my gun nut friends out there, LPVO stocks are through the roof right now because of this this um cold killer. But Anyway, that guy was he was he was plain clothes, so he probably was on his day off mm. and rode in and smoked smoked the target. So God bless him. So yeah, thank God for for toxic males like that. Yeah. Um instead of toxic males that actually have vagina like the shooter. So different kind of toxicity. Yeah. Uh so that's yeah. and I, I think about how grateful the the parents of the many many children they saved have yes. to be. I mean that's that's you can't put a price tag on that and and that's why we need men. That's why we need strong men. Mm. And uh, as a society, we ought to start saying so. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will here on Carl Pooling for cer- for certain, and uh, I know there's a lot of other places around the net that will as well. But now. The dust has settled. The trannies are folded by the window with care. And you're the media. And you're sitting in your uh, your media crypt deep below the surface of the earth. And Lucifer, your boss, walks in. <laughs> and he goes, so how are you going to spin this one? And what do you say to him? Because this is difficult. Right, like yeah, this is hard. They, the media had a difficult thread to to follow here because they had an oppressor that was in the marginalized, the quote unquote marginalized group. So immediately starting off on the back foot, mm. this had national news coverage before they could get their claws into it. You had a good guy with an AR-15 and the threat. And you also want to have this discussion about gun control, but the guns that you want to control aren't the guns that the killer used. So we've got this, we've got a big quagmire here of narrative spinning for you to handle. And so the media's gone... Every which way. I think I think to their credit, I'll give the media a little bit of credit. Mm. I imagined we were going to see two types of articles. One type of article calling this shooter a white male. And the other type of article that did actually come to fruition, which is talking about how this shooter's hand was effectively forced because there's a, some kind of silent genocide happening in the trans community right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first type of article I haven't actually seen, uh, and I have looked for it. Maybe it's out there, but I haven't seen it yet. Mm. So kudos for avoiding that particular temptation, I suppose, because I 
I would have bet very heavily that we were going to see some articles. Now, any of the articles that try and just run it factually, that just give you the facts, they will not use a pronoun. They absolutely refuse to say anything other than the name of the shooter or the phrase the shooter because they will not reveal that there is a a oppression element mixed into this incredibly hard to spin cake. Mm. So they they'll just avoid it entirely. So that's better than straight up lying about it and saying it was a white male when it wasn't. Mm. Um so good some some kudos to them. But I'd like to read you some headlines, Hunter. Okay. From Can I get my tea? Biggest, yeah. Yeah, I need my tea. Okay. We're about to spill the tea. Ice lavender. Okay, well that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's 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 bike locks and screws. Tea. <laughs> Heck yeah. A delicious combination of different oxidizing alloys. Yeah, and chainsaws. Um, Go. I think you've just made a battery. <laughs> <laughs> Why does my tea shock me when I drink it? This mm. sucks. From the Washington Post. The right exploits Nashville shooting to escalate anti-trans rhetoric. You're kidding me. The Washington Post, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, democracy dies. Doesn't it? (laughs) In darkness. Uh, Yeah. They, and of course, the, the Post talks about how the, the, police department used the incorrect pronouns for the shooter i'm sure so i'm sorry i'm trying to i'm trying to use both lobes of my cortex over here to not say the shooter's name as i'm reading it over oh, and sure. over again on the screen on these articles i'm looking at right but the yeah they talk about how initially the police reported that it was a woman but now we find out that's not their actual identity so instead of praising the heroism of this police department that has done yeoman's work to keep nine-year-old baby children alive, mm-hmm. we're going to critique the post-smoke show media media outreach program where they might have used she when they really should have used he. Mm. That's where the focus of the Washington Post is. Mm. So democracy dies in the darkness of your deep subterranean hell office when Lucifer comes in to give you your editorial direction, you anti-Christ adjacent heathens. Another one for you, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me take a sip. Ah! Okay. This, this, is, this one might be the worst. From NBC News. Fear pervades Tennessee's trans community amid focus on Nashville shooters' gender identity. I have seen these articles, and I am just like, how narcissistic, navel-gazing can you possibly be? You know, Listen. It, it's painful, dude. It's so painful. And the and the die-ins that have been going on around this, too, like, that, that just shows how... That shows, and if people don't know, there's been some trans protest in a couple of state capitals where they've been pre- pretending to die in the capitals because they say the laws that are going to get passed are leading to their deaths. And so that, so they pr- literally people mock dying in capitals and it's like, yeah, that looks crazy Hunter, next to the sure? dead kids at the school. Like it's Are you insanity. sure that wasn't a Nashville shooter, a Nashville shooter lookalike contest? Oh my God. <laughs> I am sure. I'm actually a thousand percent sure. It's crazy okay. how sure just, I am about that. Just checking, okay? You can never. Okay. I mean, you can. It's never hurts to ask, right? It, that's Honor, fair. There's, there's no stupid questions. Right? <laughs> that is the stupidest like <laughs> phrase I've ever heard in my life. I want to read you the sub headline from this NBC article. Hit me. We with were the- already fearing for our lives. Oh now God. it's even worse. One transgender advocate in the state said, "Imagine." Watching a national tragedy, Mm -hmm. and you are so addicted to the rancid opium of needing everybody's attention all the time that when a nine-year-old gets shot... You make it about you. You make it about you. Like, Can you imagine living... I mean, I feel bad for... I don't know 
which transgender advocate said this. Yeah. But I genuinely feel bad for them because living in that state of mind has to be miserable. Mm. How, How can you not mourn the actual misfortune of others you've interrupted it somehow you've stunted your emotional growth by focusing so myopically yes on the manufactured misfortune that you wish you were experiencing yeah that you can no longer connect to the actual misfortune of others it is a disastrously dangerous and unhealthy way to live and i feel bad for this person who who gave that quote but that being said, I could feel bad for them all I want. It doesn't change the fact that what they said is a is a highly pernicious, mm. highly corrosive evil thing to say. That, and there will be hell to pay for statements like that. That person needs their dad to beat them up. Is that okay for me to say? <laughs> like, I mean, like, we thought spanking kids was bad. Was it? No, Good I mean it, Lord. it feels like that kid needs to get beat up, and I and I would prefer it to be by their father. You know, like that would be that would be the best thing for everybody. I think. So. You know what I want to see? I want to see a chart that maps the decline of spanking to the rise in transgenderism, dude. True that 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 is I, not a spurious correlation right there. That's real. I, I don't think it is at all. I don't think that's a conversation folks are ready to have. <laughs> no, they're not. Your kids are dying their hair cotton candy because you never spanked them. Jeez Louise. Yeah. I I I I don't think we're ready for that one, but it's it's a fact. So mm. anyhow, so that's where NBC comes at this from. Crazy. And and they're of course calling out people like JD Vance and uh representative Magic the Gathering. I'm sorry, Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh my gosh. Uh, for <laughs> playing up the shooter's identity. And let me just let me just reiterate. The shooter's identity matters in this case. It matters because m- more than likely he, he, I'm going to put on my Nostra Carl hat. Here's what we're going to find out. This shooter probably grew up in a mild-mannered way they might not have fit in perfectly but they got along to get along at this christian school then in the intervening time after they left they became increasingly radicalized by probably forces online social media forces online and became more militant in their transsexual identity this coupled itself as it always does a hundred percent of the time with a mental disorder, a behavioral disorder that we know for a fact, the shooter was seeking help for from a therapist. And that culminated in the psychosis that led this individual to reevaluate their childhood, reevaluate their past as not a, a circumstance that they, that they, prevailed through even if it didn't match perfectly with their own idiosyncrasies but they reevaluated as an outcropping of an oppressive genocidal hateful anti-trans agenda mm-hmm. that's look if, if uh, that's me calling the shot next week we'll all get to sit around the podcast fire and talk about how right i was but <laughs> provided that the police release this manifesto but that seems that what that what's that's what is being hinted at and that's likely what we'll find in in this manifesto it would match a bunch of stories that not of trans people becoming shooters but a bunch of stories about the increased militant radicalism of people once they find these dispossessed disconnected communities of like-minded uh like-minded folks with with mental disorders online unfortunately so and we do already know this was actually breaking just earlier today that the shooter has been planning this for months. They've been making maps and schedules of the school for months and that they reference the work of other mass murderers in their in their manifesto and in their writings. So it's just terrible. But obviously I say that to say obviously they were engaging with this content online. So mm terrifying yeah. dude absolutely terrifying it's terrifying and, and and so it's relevant that this is a, a a transgender person because we need to be honest with the fact that 
that human biology dictates that we're sexually dimorphic and there you can't simply change your gender by wishing it were so and that's a delusion and the delusion is not it's i feel for people with dysphoria i truly do feel for people with dysphoria but we've got a problem now where we can't tell who those people really are because we have a bunch of other sometimes far more pervasive and pernicious Mm -hmm. diseases masquerading as gender gender dysmorphia because we're telling everybody that they're that uh, i mean you look at the contagion effects that are happening online on different social media sites right now and mm-hmm. we're telling everybody that their depression or their their antisocial behavior is really undiagnosed transsexualism and then instead of treating that like we should be treating any mental disease we tut tut it and say that you'll be fine as long as everyone plays into the delusion so it matters because we are not treating mental illness accurately in this country we are not actually taking the steps necessary to solve people uh, to solve for people with delusions, with illnesses, with diseases, which this person very clearly had. And in addition to that, there are times when tutting a diagnosis can result in violence. And that is, that has, that's not specifically linked to transgenderism at all. That's linked to any mental illness that is not diagnosed and treated, but, but reinforced by our, our society. Yeah, it's, you know, it, we're asking for trouble. This is this is the thing too. It's like, uh, you know, it's seen, it's very very sad that depression continues to be on the rise in among young people. Um, in fact, I think it was just I can't remember where this data came from, but it turns out if you're a left liberal young woman, you're like the most at risk for depression. So no um, doubt. Yeah. So so and it makes a lot of sense in a couple of different ways that are probably obvious, but. You know, this isn't the first time that social contagion has, like, glummed on uh, to our cultures in the past. You know, women used to faint in the Victorian area, and they had this physical reaction, and people used to think it was because they were the weaker sex. Well, what was really happening is people were told if they felt bad, this is how they, this is how they would express it, right? And so they would mm-hmm. essentially it's this weird mixture of myth, this myth of that women faint when they're stressed out and this, I'm actually feeling something bad and horrible. Right. And so culture will give you at times these strange ways to actually express the internal struggle that you're feeling. And so this happens in the witch trials. This happens with women fainting in Victorian era. Um, And I think more than likely we're seeing that happen today based on how social contagion works. Not the only person that thinks this. There's other people that have some thoughts here, but it seems some research. It seems very strange that we've hit on a bottleneck. uh, You know, this change in evolution where everybody just finds out that they're transgender. What really seems true is that if you listen to these people's stories is they're unhappy, they're going through puberty and then they go online and they start watching video after video after video after video that it seems to explain the problem they're experiencing. And mm-hmm. that that is really the the thrust of the article that the Free Press put out today. Um, you should go look at it. It's, I felt bullied. Mother of Child Treated Transgender Center speaks out. And basically she walks through this whole story where it, her, um, I can't remember, I, I believe it's her son, essentially believes that you know they're transgender because they are uncomfortable with puberty. And then they continue to experience, they continue to get more information from online. And so they express it in this way. And it's very, very upsetting because this should be a clear sign to us. Even if you take everything off the table I just said, if someone is experiencing genuine gender dysphoria, they are unwell and unhappy. And they need, something's wrong. And we More unwell and unhappy than your average, yes, your average young liberal woman. (laughs) <laughs> Which seems impossible, but apparently it's true. Yeah, and so those people need care. They need meaning. And this this is going to sound a little strange, but like there's this fun lie we tell kids. It's like, you can be anything when you grow up, right? And it's not true, and we know it's not true when we say it, but 
we kind of let the kid imagine who they want to be. They might say, well, I'm going to be an astronaut. It's like, you sure can be an astronaut. And they might say, well, I want to be a bat. It's like, you can't be a bat. What do you want to be when you grow up? And you kind of like recontextualize the question for them. We're, we're doing that to kids right now. And we're saying, you can be anything you want. You could even be a girl. And then they go, really? And then they go and do that. And that kids like rules. They like to know the boundaries. They like to know where they can play within. And when you, when you remove that boundary, it shows them something. It shows them that their biological reality is meaningless. Yeah. Right. And that well, it has no grounding and that who they are constituted as actually isn't important. The, their um, embodied reality, the way yes. that they interact, the, the way that, and not just, not just in certain senses, because we like to, we like to take sexuality and make it one piece of a pie that is individually oppressed you. But mm. no, your, your biology is made for a purpose. There is mm. a, teleo- a teleological end to your biology and as far as we can tell it's reproduction Mm. that now there's more to a human than their biology but as far as your biology is concerned it's reproduction Mm -hmm. sex is is intrinsically intrinsically intertwined with your embodied existence in this three-dimensional world that we walk around in and Mm. so when you take a child and you say Hey, by the way, we can remove the boundaries of the the vehicle by which you navigate space and time. You're not just fidgeting with one piece of their sexuality. You're telling this child that, hey, guess what? Every single part of your embodied interaction with reality as such is fungible if you... If you can only believe hard enough, that's a terrible thing to tell an impressionable child. Now you tell an older adult that, and we automatically compartmentalize parts of that message, provided that we weren't poisoned in our youth. But Mm. children can't do that, and so to 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 forward the assumption that you can you can take your entire embodied reality and call it subjective. Mm. and tell that to a child in a very understandable, fundamental, tactile way and that that won't hurt them mm. is wrong because it's a, it is a grand falsehood, a grand falsehood. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so that's why it's important to tell the truth, even if the truth isn't necessarily popular. But let's be very clear here. There's a, there's a wide variety of mental illness that, we are, that it's worth telling the truth about. Mm. Right. And if somebody has gender dysphoria, they don't need they don't need affirmation. They need the truth. And if somebody is depressed, they don't need to say they don't need someone on the Internet to say, well, you're depressed because you should be a girl or you should be a boy. They need to be told the truth. Mm. And by the way, when somebody is pretending to have gender dysphoria, because it's popular at their school right now or so someone online told them to, mm. you don't need to start using their pronouns. You need to tell them the damn truth. Mm. That's, that's the truth. And, um, and, but, but let me just say, with all that, that is not the impetus for this shooting. You know, Because there's this yes. argument that's going on right now. There's this argument that's going on right now. We have to tell the truth. And when the disease is a shooting, just like in the transgender case, you have to tell the truth. And so we've got two sides forming, two battle lines. And on the one side, you have the media and the wokesters saying, why aren't you blaming the guns? In fact, from that same NBC News headline, there's a caption on one of their photographs at a vigil that says, some on the right blame gender identity and not guns for Nashville shooting mm. and not guns. The truth of the matter is that it's not the guns that caused this shooting. Mm. In fact, these are some of the, the, the worst guns one might want to employ if their goal was maximum damage. Mm. On the other side, it's not gender identity. Now, lying to someone and telling them that there's a genocide going on against people like them, especially when they're in a impressionable state 
can exacerbate conditions, no doubt, no doubt. And we have a lying media that doesn't care how hot they make the water so long as they can get their narrative across. And that is a huge problem because they are manufacturing murderers. I don't, I don't hold anyone responsible except for the one who pulled the trigger. But when you lie about genocide over and over and over and over again and say that there's a genocide where there is not one, you are not free from blame when people quote unquote start defending themselves. You're not free from blame. But at the final analysis, it's not the guns and it's not gender identity. It's evil. Yes. It's evil and the fallen human heart. That is why we are here. That's why there's dead kids in Nashville. That's why there are dead kids all over the country. It's why there's hunger and war and everything that we sometimes in our foolishness cry out and ask the government to make better. It is evil. Mm. And we cannot legislate it away. We Mm. will not argue it away because... You know what the truth is? You can't even deal with the evil in your own heart. Yep. So how are you going to fix the evil in the rest of the world? I'll tell you this. To their credit, transgender activists around the country canceled their, quote, transgender day of vengeance, which was scheduled to happen on April the 1st after the shooting occurred earlier in the week. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And any individual who would desire to wreak out vengeance on those whose equals they are not, to quote Nietzsche, has evil within them. And that's something I can understand because I have evil within me too. Mm. But if you want to make this place better than how you found it, start with dealing with the evil inside of you. Mm. Don't host a day of vengeance to exact justice from those whose evil you perceive to be darker than your own. Manage your own evil. And realize that the desire for vengeance itself is a calamity that will visit your soul before it visits any other one. And if you were able to do that, and able to do it, properly across a decent time frame then perhaps perhaps you would have what it took to absorb and exercise some of the extra evil lying about but i guarantee you i guarantee you and until you give up on such foolish self-serving dreams like vengeance you will not be making the world a better place You will not be stopping any shootings. You won't be stopping any fabricated genocides. We can't, we have nothing to blame but our own evil Mm. and our own sin. Mm. And so don't listen to the talking points on either side. Guns won't, getting rid of guns won't stop this. And getting rid of trans people won't stop this. Uh, Only, only one will stop this and it's the one who has the ability to deal with evil once and for all so man that's beautiful Uh, you know one of the things that i think about when i hear this story obviously is the columbine shooters right and the thing that becomes so clear from what they left in their writings is exactly what you said is it's evil and it's this strange desire to make people pay for the sick joke of their existence right they see themselves as being you know as life being pointless and then wanting essentially to make everyone else pay for that including themselves right and to take that meaning out you know nihilism leads to two places right it leads to nothing matters and i'm just going to live in hedonism right or it leads to really what i would consider and this is going to sound bad but i think you can hear it in the right way the courageous people who tackle nihilism, it leads to evil, right? Who actually say what it is and agree that it is what it is and say, mm-hmm. you know, 
this is where I'm going to be. And there's there's a bunch of cool nihilists who have unprotected sex, but there's a bunch of yes. actual nihilists who do great acts of evil. Right, exactly correct. Yeah. And one of the things I think is that we don't know what, why this person did this. We don't know what was going through. We don't know if something happened. But one key to this whole puzzle is the text she sent or the Instagram message she sends to her friend. I just need to die today. No, you didn't. Yeah. You're a liar. If you needed to die, you could have put a hose to your exhaust and sat in your garage, right? If you needed to die, you could take one of those seven guns you bought and put the bullet through your brain. If you needed to die, you didn't have to go into school wearing a red cap so that people wouldn't know who you were when you were shooting people. It's the girl in the red hat, right? If you needed to die, you didn't have to take six people out with you, right? You were there to do evil. It's the end of the discussion. No matter what it is and no matter what it comes across as. And that's, that's the crisis. That's the crisis you're speaking to, right? The crisis is people are left adrift. They don't know what that spirit is. And they don't have any connection to Jesus and to love and to goodness. And this is an impetus to everybody within the church to reach out to those people every chance you get and to try to show them love, just like you encourage people to do, Chris. Um, but it's, it's, my heart breaks for everybody there. And I think, I think this, I think this just continues to show us how fragile societies become when you take meaning out from underneath them. So that, that is the cure. It's the cure. And it's why you're listening to a show like this one, because the antidote to violence and evil in the world is the truth period. End of story. And that's what Carl Pulling will always be dedicated to, is to saying the truth and hopefully saying it in a profound and beautiful way. So we thank you for joining us for season four. Uh, our sponsor is FNX. You know them, carlpulling.com slash FNX. Uh, go there, buy a bunch of stuff. Use checkout code carlpulling to get 15% off. Follow the show at Carl Pulling on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow Hunter at Emotional Carl, and I'm at ChrisXCarl on Twitter. And please uh, send us an email, carlpulling at gmail.com. For real, as we go on this journey together, we want to broadcast what we think is a hopeful message to humanity for as many people as we possibly can. And so please do your part uh, and review us, like us, subscribe, whatever you can on the socials, and leave a comment. And tell us in your review or tell us in your email what you'd like to hear us do. We're uh, moving to a, a very rigid weekly schedule. We're going to we're gonna have episodes out on time uh, throughout the remainder of the year <laughs> and onward. I know, pipe dreams. But yeah. uh, that's going to give us the opportunity to talk about more than just the headlines. So if you've got a piece of art or a bit of philosophy that you want our take on, please email us or uh, leave it in a review. Hunter and I read 100% of those and we will we'll see what we can do. So we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, in the meantime, if you are lying, um, uh, or if you're standing above someone that's folded like a piece of laundry that the cops just may do a double backbend Nike breakdance, and you're standing there and you're holding a gun, check your pulse for one second. And it just, you might be suffering from having a giant set of brass balls. So make sure that you go and get yourself tested. <laughs> <laughs>